the problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. We're better than that. We really are. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today on a Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The war between the ultra wackadoo left and moderate Democrats. Mm. Very interesting to mm. observe. Troubling. Mm. What does it mean? We'll take your calls. Mm. We won't take your calls. We won't. We won't take your calls. We haven't taken calls in quite some time. I still want to. You do? Once in a while, I get the urge, yeah. Hmm. You know why? It's like babynesia. It's the same thing. That a few years after you have a baby, you think, yeah, I remember it being, you know, a lot of hard work and, and, and lack of sleep. But, I mean, I, I cherish my children. and uh, Honey, uh, let's have another baby. Yes, let's have another baby. Then you have another baby, and you rem- you think... How could I possibly have forgotten this? This is the formative experience of my entire life, and I forgot how hard it is. Not that you're unhappy. But I, yes, it's like babynesia. And it, I wonder why we're designed that way. So one, it's so, so you we have kids. So you have more kids, and then <laughs> right. so you don't tell your kids how difficult it is, I guess. Mm. I guess. It's not that bad. You know, it's a little stressful. but uh, right, You can get through it. It lasts, what, a well, couple, two, three, 18 years? Well, uh, you can get through it, but it is. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Just remember how hard it is. Sure. Remember. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off a show on a Friday. huh? There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Good. I can't believe it's already March. And the reason I bring this up is I just realized my birthday's in about a month. And it's amazing how fast time flies when you get older. And when you're younger... It's like you can never get to to 21 or to 18, and now it's just like yeah. boom, 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 boom. My birthday was uh, last week, and I called my mom and talked to her about that. And she said, it, you know, she's uh, in her mid-70s, and my dad's 80-something, and uh, it just continues to speed up. I told her, I said, I think a year now seems like it's about four months long. To me. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Compared You've to when I was younger. come up with a formula. That's yeah. yeah. Which is strange. High school seems like... 15 years. Long? Those four years. Yeah. Far ago. Yeah. No. Uh, long? Long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. seems like it'd be a good a decade or more, it's certainly. It's a huge era. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a war. It's an experience. It's an odyssey. The rest of it. How could it only be four years? The years between like 40 and 44 years old are like, vroom! Yeah. <laughs> it was the longest six years of my life. <laughs> Hilarious! Yeah. And then my son turns nine this next week, and I think, geez, you know, nine more years, and he's done with me if he wants to be. Oh, he's boy. like, you know, I'll make my own decisions. Yeah. Out the door he goes. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Uh, not much new in the Cinemaplex this weekend. There's a Medea movie. If you like those, go see it. If you don't, well, you I've won't. Never, I've never seen one of those. Eh, that's probably fine. Okay. <laughs> I, I've seen uh, chunks of them on a yeah. cable. It's funny stuff. 
It's it's what we call broad comedy. Gotcha. It's a, it's 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 a yuck fest. Is it family friendly or not? Uh, there's a lot of violence with you know hitting people with purses and such. It's hugely <laughs> popular though, right? Oh, it's like yeah. a gold mine. Oh, yeah. oh, Tyler, uh, uh, what Tyler Perry? Yeah. Uh, he owns several islands. Like he he has found a, a a money printing machine with these things by putting on a dress and pretending to be yeah. a woman. What? Wait, what? Well, huh? Gender appropriation, I call it. Oh my! Anyway, back to you, Sean. Uh, but uh, but I, I, I. But 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 I would like to pick up <laughs> on the, the point brought up by my colleague about the this this fascination. And I don't understand how people are so confused why time seems to shrink as you get older. Mm. It's because each year is a smaller and smaller percentage of your life. When you're ten years old, one year is ten percent of your life. But it, it right, I I perfectly understand that, but I'm not sure why it has to register that way in your brain at the time. That just seems weird to me. It clearly does. There's no arguing against it. I mean, your your theory's as good as any. Yeah, no so doubt that it happens. People people complain about the time being different, but it's really just no. That this year was only it's a smaller percentage each time, and I I like the I yearn for the time when a a summer felt like an eternity because it was such a big percentage of my life. Oh no, kidding! A summer was just so such a there are particular summers. You're talking about high school seems like ten years. I I can think of summers that seemed like several years. Just no endless. doubt about it. <laughs> Why don't the two you write a country song and get it over with? All right, about you and your honey and her shorts and the water. My and the, summers now and are the like pick a, up and the beer and her, the pot now, f- which is very hot. Her feet on the dash. Her feet are on the dash. Clearly, <laughs> my summers now are like a long weekend, and then it's over. <laughs> um, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, speaking of time passing and birthdays, we have a couple of celebrity birthdays for this Friday. Fantastic. First out of the box, actor-director Ron Howard hitting 65. Seems like only yesterday he was Opie in the Andy Griffith Show, doesn't it? It seems like half a century. <laughs> yeah, long, long time Before ago. Before most of our listeners were born, right. actually. Yeah. So other than that... Seems like an eternity. <laughs> Ron's net worth comes in at $165 million. Good for him. But younger and even richer, Canadian singer and songwriter Justin Bieber turns 25 today. Bieber's net worth, $265 million. Wow, 265 That's yeah. a lot of money. Could there be a more stark and convincing argument that you should not measure a human soul by their wealth? Justin Bieber and Ron Howard. Well, Justin Bieber's Both entertainers. Yeah, Justin Bieber's turned it around, though. He's a good dude at this point. But when did he earn the bulk of his money, Jack? Well, During his rotten delinquent <laughs> years. When, he's, when he was a flaming DB. Right! <laughs> That's when the money rolled in. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It's March 1st. The rent is due. The Friday. rent is too damn high. It's year 2019. Point. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, then, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Now it's 100%. We just took over 100% caliphate. That means the area of the land, we just have 100%. So that's good. Sorry, ISIS. <laughs> Sorry, ISIS. You lost your real estate. Remember there for a blink of the eye when we were talking every day about how ISIS now has a country as big as Texas or yeah, whatever? I do. And that was their entire uh, rationale for legitimacy. Because the uh, the the the, the uh, old good, good book, what do you call it, dear? The Koran said, uh, you know, once you get to caliphate, you're officially the something or other. Well, <laughs> it's been a while since I I've think, read it. I think you've gone too deep into the weeds for us all to follow you. <laughs> It's like the theology class up in here. That's the thing from the book, and you get it, and they call it the something or other. Right, and then if you got that, you're the, uh, the, what do you call it? 
<laughs> what are our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? We have dueling stories about what actually shut down the North Korean nuke talks. The U.S. offering a reward for bin Laden's son and yet another record-breaking deal in baseball. Oh, yeah. Coming up. Wow. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. Uh, some uh, some cleverness, great freedom-loving quote of the day, and uh, I believe we have clips of the week in moments. We got some follow-ups on the scumbag teacher who called for cops to be killed and is still employed. What's his name? I need Professor to say. Professor Joshua Clover yeah. of the University of California, Davis. I need Jack. to say his name every time. Yes. Unbelievable. Marxist cop murderer advocate. He stands by those statements. So, yeah. Well, I'll stand by mine, then. His name needs to be out there. So we got more on that today. Stay with us. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wiped the footprints off my dash, tore up those sunburns. Yes, wipe the footprints off the dash. It's one of those country songs where it mentions your girlfriend's feet on the dash. This is Jason Aldean, whose birthday was yesterday. Didn't Marshall didn't mention it because he's not 80, but he's 42 yesterday, and he has a net worth of $110 million. So it's got the footprints on the dash thing, right. popular, yes. and he talks about smoking dope a lot, which is Check. huge in country music right now. Right. You can finally admit it. Yeah. you got to mention smoking marijuana in your country song. Oh, boy. Mailbag. What an interesting trend what? in America. Yeah, well, uh, things come and they go. There's less absinthe than there used to be. <laughs> more, uh, more pot. <laughs> True. Very true. Hey, let's take a fun look back at the week that was, everyone. We do this every week at this time. It's Cow Clips of the Week. The flyover states have become the passed-over states. That's why red state voters are so pissed off. They don't hate us. They want to be us. If I, if I had a choice today for a 10-year purchase of a 10-year bond that whatever it is, or, or buying the S&P 500 and holding it for 10 years, I'd, I'd buy the S&P in a second. Trader Joe's wants my business. <laughs> I think that 2019 is going to be the most vitriolic year in American politics since before the Civil War. Pretty sure Lady Gaga took home Bradley Cooper. But there are a lot of reasons not to be transparent about what we do in government. In a world of lies, deception, and fraud, we appreciate this honest guy, at Michael Cohen, hashtag handsome, hashtag sexy. <laughs> the point is, Mr. Cohen, did you lie to protect the president or did you lie to help yourself? I'm not sure how that helped me, sir. I'm not sure how it did either. Right. president called you a rat. We're better than that. We really are. He tells me that he didn't know about it. And I will take him at his word. Meanwhile, Walmart just tapped a keg of Natty Light in the patio section and said, go nuts. There you go, huh? We'll do it again later. 20% of the week is yet to unfold. Isn't that exciting? It is. And then after it unfolds, the weekend's here. Even more exciting.
Mailbag. Woo-hoo! So much to get to today. But first, your freedom-loving quote of the day from F.A. Hayek. Anglo-Austrian economist and philosopher best known for his defense of classical liberalism. Thanks for that, Benton Libertarian. Emergencies, in quotes, have always been the pretext on which the safeguards of individual liberty have eroded. I mention that because we have many, many younger listeners on the show, younger than the typical talk radio show. And you don't know the playbook of those who would take away your liberties. We don't, we don't uh, relish this, but it is an emergency. This is an emergency measure. It's always an emergency. And they cook them up over and over again. My journalistic hero, H.L. Mencken, wrote about that in 1908. It's always been true. Far be it for me to interrupt Fritz Hayek. <laughs> but this is a funny text. Here's a fun fact. The NTSB says that airbag deployments can send somebody's knees through their eye sockets if their feet are on the dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> so your lovely girlfriend in her jean shorts and her tan legs through your eyes put, put her feet on the dash wow so so you'd set up in the verse of the song you'd set up you know she got her short shorts and we're going right. down to the lake we got some beer and and a little smoke and then but then i hit the car in front of me and then you get to the course and the airbag sent her knees through her eye sockets <laughs> Paid for by the National Ad yeah, Council. Yeah, her airbag <laughs> through her knees, right through her head. Come on. I can have it on the radio by this afternoon. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good tune. <laughs> Sing along. Uh, this, is a, this is a joke, I think. I've, been, uh, I've seen some people calling Trump a war hero now that he got shot down in Hanoi. <laughs> that's a, and then Ben writes, me, on the other hand, I prefer presidents that don't get shot down. That's a clever turn of a phrase. It is. How? Ever. Mm. The number of times it was mentioned on MSNBC in the last couple of days about Donald Trump, who got a deferment from Vietnam, is finally there. Oh, yeah, you're the channel that's really bothered by people that got out of going to Vietnam. Give me a break. Right. Come on. Right. Yeah. I love seeing principles uh, flip-flop yeah, back and forth as, as elections turn who's in power. Unbelievable. Uh, Jacob in DeBay, DeBay area, California. Uh, February 25th, award-winning final hour. How'd you guys skip over Joe saying, I'm guilty of hypoboly? That was, from a linguistic standpoint, a high point in human communication. This may be the quote on my headstone. <laughs> Thanks for speaking on my, or once again speaking on behalf of my soul. Some would find it self-congratulatory that I, Joe, would read this email. Yeah, and you could look at it that and way. And you'd be correct. <laughs> I actually, that that occurred to me. I've been thinking about it. I I have a genetic predisposition to, to hate when people are making a big deal out of something that isn't really a big deal. I, I suffer from hypoboly, a, an under tendency to get excited about things. I don't know. It's the way I made it. I can't help it. On the it's other hand, if, if the S ever hits the fan where you are, in your family, in your business, whatever, call me in. I'll walk in. I'll look around and I'll say, this will be fine. I, I don't know. It's just the way I'm made. And, and probably is, yeah. Not, uh, oh, with, oh, yeah. With my kids, looking at my kids and, 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 and me and mom, it's amazing the things that are cleared that seem to be genetic. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely freaking amazing. It's, it's almost as if they're holding up a sign that says, now it's mom's genes. 
Yeah. And, they, and you know, they yeah. do something and, and things, mom's genie. <laughs> that things that I would have said, geez, what did your parents do to make you like this? Or you might have said about me. Right. It's just the way you are. Yeah. Yep. Then you try to mold it and then polish the edges a little bit. Uh, Kevin, the Fagafemer, Texas Marine, checking in with thoughts on the professor that called for the killing of police officers, a story we are not done with by a long sight. And and you should go to armstrongandgetty.com, click on the Terminate Professor Clover uh, little picture, and, and sign your name to the petition to get this guy booted out of the University of California. He's openly advocated the killing of police officers. And not like once for in one case, just he wants all cops dead. Anyway... Uh, one question I've never heard asked, perhaps I missed it, about these type of people. If uh, uh, if his house is burglarized, his car is stolen, he was assaulted, would he call the police? I don't I don't know. I, I've never understood what that point of view Him, is. I mean, probably not, but he's a lunatic. Lennon believed. John, John Lennon? Yeah. No. John Lennon? No, Donnie. V.I. Lennon. <laughs> Vladimir Ilyich Lennon. My name's Joe. <laughs> You're out of your depth. Lenin believed yes. that uh, the only reason people commit crimes is because the economic system is set up against them. And if, you know, you got the economics right, communism, and everything was fair, nobody would commit any crimes. You wouldn't need police. Lenin's a great example now, of somebody being a genius and an idiot but he, simultaneously. But did he actually believe that? See, that's I've never understood if these people actually believed it or not. The, the, oh, yeah, I'm, oh, I've run into plenty of people in Northern California who actually believe that. You know, he only broke into my car and stole all my stuff and took my bike because the patriarchal economic system is stacked against him. So you think that idiot professor thinks... Yes, I think ideology can absolutely poison and deaden the intellect. Wow. We got more on that coming up. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. of genetics I wouldn't have guessed was a thing. We did an overnight trip last weekend. Overnight. 24 hours. Half the clothes you need, you're wearing right now. So my old my oldest son and I are the same way on stuff like this. Our, our, our packing, I got a pair of socks and a pair of underwear, let's get in the car and go. Hmm. My wife and youngest son are packing like we're moving to Australia. <laughs> permanently. <laughs> <laughs> It's just oh, the way, man. obviously, she's built, because he's the same way, and there's nothing in his life that's made him that way. Right. Yeah, the day you were caught out at sea and had to be naked for the last seven days. Right. And were <laughs> beset by mosquitoes and sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> right. And let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the collapse of the U.S.-North Korea summit has left dueling versions oh, of what Oh, that's prejudicial right there. But collapse. 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 They said, okay, we're not quite in an agreement yet. Let's regroup. Let's go talk to our folks. We'll continue to work and, and get together again soon. Marshall, the and liberal now, media. Armstrong and Getty the attack. liberal <laughs> media that you see here. President Trump saying he walked away because North Korean leader Kim Jong-un demanded the U.S. lift all sanctions. The North Koreans quickly denied that during a rare nighttime news conference. Speaking through interpreters, two senior members of the North's delegations uh, insisted... What we proposed was not the removal of all sanctions, but their partial removal. And that, they said, would be... Of all sanctions. (laughs) So Trump saying one thing, the Koreans are saying another. Guess which side MSNBC chose to believe. Oh, boy. Clearly, the trustworthy North Koreans are telling the truth, and our own president (laughs) is lying. 
You know, I see. I saw many mainstream media types, uh, the sort I would uh, yell at, like I just yelled at Marshall, saying, "Well, yeah, it was part of the sanctions, but it was the ones that mean anything. It's the main four that make everything work." So, yeah, in effect, it was it was all the sanctions. Right. These are lefties saying that, but not the ultra ultra lefties on MSNBC. Okay. President Trump's son-in-law and top advisor, subject of a lot of talk in D.C. After it was reported that Trump ordered a top-secret security clearance be given to him, the New York Times reporting Trump instructed then-Chief of Staff John Kelly last May to grant a top-secret clearance to Jared Kushner, despite objections from Kelly and others. And now you got a top Democrat congressman, Elijah Cummings, threatening to subpoena the White House for information about its protocol for such security clearances. On another story, the U.S. is now offering a $1 million reward for information about Osama bin Laden's son. The State Department says Hamza... Now he's considered the leader of al-Qaeda now, yeah. isn't he? Yes. Hamza bin Laden uh, is uh, emerging, as you said, the leader of al-Qaeda. The terrorist group Osama bin Laden led until he was killed by U.S. forces in 2011. Uh, Hamza has been calling now for attacks against the U.S. and its allies since 2015. So now the U.S. has put out a million-dollar bounty on him. Good. Democratic presidential candidate Cory Booker is rolling out a marijuana bill. The New Jersey senator introducing legislation to legalize weed nationwide. Booker's bill would remove cannabis from the federal list of controlled substances. How does that poll? Is that above 50% at this point? I think it might be. I think it is. I would guess it is, yeah. Um, there's another candidate that announced overnight while we were asleep. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe it. Is it wrong that I look at Cory Booker lower than I did previously because he doesn't know what's in a margarita? That came out yesterday. It's not wrong at all. He doesn't know what's in a margarita. What do you mean? No, he thinks vodka is in a margarita. And uh, (laughs) yeah, well, he got the ice right. He said there's ice in it. So he smokes plenty of ganj, but doesn't know what's in a good American drink from Mexico. Does he? Is he a ganj guy? He just wants to legalize marijuana. Sorry. Sorry. He's clearly a dope fiend. Clearly. Sorry. I think he's a, well, he's a vegan, which doesn't uh, exclude him from being in the dope fiend category. Sometimes he eats a salad. Sometimes he smokes it. Yeah. But I also don't think he's actually actually drank in his life. I think he's one of those type of guys. Oh, he's a really? vegan yeah. who won't drink. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, we're going to elect him president? So he's a Rhodes Scholar, yeah. star college athlete, yeah. vegan, vegan, who's never had a drink. I believe that's that was the excuse yeah, for not knowing what's in a margarita. A little right? hard for me to take. little too much. A right. little too perfect. Um, yeah, Washington Governor uh, Inslee. Yes, Washington Governor Jay Inslee has entered the 2020 yep. presidential race, and his focus will be climate change. Yes. Oh, goody. Going so big on the Trump's climate a non-drinker, too. Never drink, never smoked. But I bet he could tell you what's in a margarita. Probably. Star outfielder Bryce Harper has agreed to a record $330 million 13-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies, the biggest deal in baseball history. As a San Francisco Giants fan, I'm very happy that he turned down their $315 million offer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I hate him, and I wouldn't have been, I'd have had to burn my hat and couldn't have ruined it for the Why San Francisco. Why do you hate him? Because he's a dick. That's uh, strong. Is that a good enough reason? Yeah, he's a bad human being. Um, I don't know if he's a bad human good being, but I don't, I don't like his sportsmanship at all. Um, uh, duh. So, but so, do you turn down three fifteen for three thirty? I mean, would that be your decision maker? Because at that level of money, 
Do you ju- are you picking climate at that point, or whether you got a friend in town? Ballpark. <laughs> Ballpark, yeah. yeah. I heard state taxes played a large part oh, in it. That, oh, that, yeah. Right. That the California yeah. teams would have had to yeah. one. They would have had to way overpay oh, yeah. what the Phillies did because well, of the... 14%. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. Right. That's the answer. The Giants were in the running for Harper's services First along with Pennsylvania the... taxes. I've never heard anybody talk about that. You, if you're going to hear about taxes, you hear about New York and California right. on one end and New Jersey. Um, or Florida and Texas, right. right? Wouldn't take many percentages to make a big difference at oh. $300 million. Oh, no, indeed. Giants in the running for Harper Services, along with the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Padres, among uh, many others. But anyway, the deal is done. So Pennsylvania uses a flat tax system. Uh, As the U.S. should. Yeah, regardless of their level well, of income, tax. everybody pays the same uh, about 3%. Wow. wow. So, okay. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, he'll save roughly 11% of his money on 300 some million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's the decision maker. Holy cats. Well, that's the decision maker for tens of thousands of people, Jack, as the outflow of productive citizenry from the high de- tax states continues uh, at pace. It's, your, it's the lowest of all states with a flat tax. So, so California and New York sports teams. Right. Knicks are terrible. To get big-time players, have to pay like 10% more. Yeah. <laughs> Just to balance Just out to the break taxes. even, yeah. Okay. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. There's a reason all your athletes live in Florida and Arizona. Although, you know, it, it's worth noting, and I'm not, not quibbling because I totally get your point, but your rounding there just cost him $12 million. From rounding down from 14% to 10%. Right. So, yeah, it's a factor. That's something. Yeah. That should be in the sports story just because it's yeah. interesting. I would agree. Yeah. And, and, you know, people ought to know that. You know, I've seen more stories about the tax refunds and how many people are disappointed in the, the Trump tax uh, cut didn't help them, it hurt them even though it did help them. Right. Um, that's continuing as more and more people get their taxes done. Mm-hmm. So the understanding of the way taxes work in America is, is not that good. It's certainly never going to leak into our sports coverage, probably. We're going to continue to go after that university professor who called for cops to be killed. Continues. Not like It wasn't like taken out of context or as a misstatement or he got hot-headed and he's walked it back. No, he stands by those statements. Are you talking about Professor Joshua Clover of the University of California? Yeah, I am. Mm. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Brawl over crab legs. Details are shocking. Stay tuned for that. Crab legs, a decent weapon, too. That's nah, not what they used for the weapons. I'll have that in a second. <laughs> oh, okay. We've, I mean, crabs like us as weapons, obviously. Just throwing hot butter at each other? We're... We've talked to Mike DeBonis before of the Washington Post. An article today House Democrats explode in recriminations as liberals lash out at moderates. There was quite the little argument yesterday. 
With the Nancy Pelosi crowd and the AOC crowd going after each other. Oh, yeah. Savagely. Yeah, well, there's quite the battle going on. Kind of, it really reminds me of the Tea Party versus the rest of the Republicans. Yeah. A few years back. Right. The, right. uh, uh, the, the establishment generally wins these battles and gets highly annoyed in the process. Yes. That's the way it works. So, right. We got and, more on that and, coming up later. Uh, diners were using service tongs like fencing swords. Wow. And plates were shattering. So they took the tongs and yeah. they went to fight like this. Plates flying everywhere. You know, I always feel kind of like a sheep. Like a sheeple. When I'm at a buffet and there's something that is clearly effortless to pick up a single one of, and there's no chance you'll touch another one, but they make you use the tongs. You know? You don't want to be bare hands sticking into the buffet food guy? Yeah, I don't want to be that guy either. Well, you're not going to touch anything. It's all you do is reach, you grab, you know, the stick or whatever. They're easy. You're not going to touch another one. Grabbing mashed potatoes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for instance. Handful of gravy. All I'm going to touch is the ones I take. (laughs) Alabama police police say a dispute over crab legs in a dinner buffet ended in a brawl that left two people facing misdemeanor charges. Eating at uh, the Meteor Buffet Restaurant. Sounds like the sort of place I would eat. It really does. Uh, Diners were using service tongs like fencing swords and plates were shattering. A woman was beating a man. Uh, I'm sorry, where are we? Geographically, I want to know uh, what accent to use as I... uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, boy. Young black woman beating on an old black man with tongs, although it sounds like he gave as good as he got. Uh, uh, the diners had been waiting in line for crab legs for more than 10 minutes and lost their tempers once the food came out. Oh, so yeah. So they were hangry. Right. It's the crab leg buffet where they don't have nearly enough, and there are mysterious 15-minute periods where there aren't any. So you stand there, hangry, waiting for them to bring out the pan they've assured you multiple times is about to emerge from the kitchen. Then they're there, and the first two people in line take 12 each, and there's none for you. That's it. It's go time. That's the great all-you-can-eat That's the great all-you-can-eat scam. That they, 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 they slow walk your food to you or don't come around to your table or the buffet doesn't have enough on it makes me angry. Have you ever known any man or woman who's not, shall we say, girthy, who's angry about how fast all you can eat food comes? <laughs> it's about the value, Joe. Jack, it's about... You promised all I can you. eat for a certain amount of money. You have let yourself go. I'm ordering my second plate. What have you become? Fat! I have let myself go. <laughs> So we talked about this briefly. The uh, the A and G show is four hours in girth. Now, not everybody gets all four hours. You can grab the podcasts if you like via uh, Apple iTunes or the iHeart uh, Media app, iHeart Radio app, I should say. Um, but we talked about this uh, quite late in the show yesterday. Uh, the two male runners who are dominating high school girls track in Connecticut, number one and number two in state, are both girls who are dudes who've decided they're girls and they're dominating track and and they uh they have some of the fastest times in the country do we have Um, any uh level of certainty about their gender dysphoria it just and, and i realize that's an that's an unfair thing to ask or i suppose comment on especially for kids yeah i don't want to get into that, that. You, but the fact that you got two guys in one school is just makes it seem a little hard to believe uh one state you mean one or? state yeah yeah, yeah. And both on the track team right yeah well anyway 
So, um, and they were on Good Morning America in a very sympathetic segment uh, where they were fawned over. And they said, well, the girls who they're beating are getting all angrier should maybe work harder and work on their form. They're making excuses. These dudes who are whooping up on girls in high school track. And we got this. Uh, Boy, that was poorly handled. We got this. Do not say that. <laughs> got this note from uh, Kevin. I'd immediately go with you just hate. You hate me because of who I am. You're transphobic. Yeah, that's it. That's what you right. say. Uh, Kevin points out, he says, I want to hear some facts to lend you some perspective. The women's world record time in the 200 meter dash is 21.35 seconds. Florence Griffith Joyner in the 88 Olympics. Still. F- Flojo. Wasn't she Royden? No. Or was that? I don't think uh, so. No, I apologize to Miss uh, Joyner Griffith. Her trainer was, though. She had the long fingernails, right? Right. Yeah, I just... Mm. She still has a record. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. And I apologize. We're arguing about women's track. Yes. So the world record is 21.35 seconds. Um, uh, Given the the current state of training nutrition, it's reasonable to assume this is the fastest a woman has ever run the 200 meters in the history of the world. I think that's probably true. And yet there are two men who ran faster times. In 2019, in Texas, in high school track. That's right. In 2019, already this year, in a single county, in a single state, two high school boys have managed to run faster than the fastest woman who's and, ever lived. And the point of this segment is women are slow. No, that, no. No? No, once oh, again. No. You need to listen to the you, That's where we were going. You've missed the subtlety and sophistication of my point. It's an absurdity. It's, it's, it's an obscenity. It's idiocy to have high school boys say, yeah, I'm a girl, and run track and whoop up on the girls. And the high school, uh, the high school authorities, the administrators, the uh, athletic you know, intelligentsia, are either so stupidly blinded by their ideology that they buy this, as an okay thing, or they're so cowed by the most insane progressive two percent of society that will call for them to be fired, and they probably will be, um, that they're they're just cowards. Yeah, I don't. I doubt that they buy it. I I, I mostly think they probably see it as a, I don't know how we're going to deal with this situation, but we're so in favor of the whole you know being open to the whole transgender thing and and recognizing it's a, it's a, it's a legitimate deal. We don't want to be seen as homophobic or LGBT haters. Yeah, we we got an email yesterday from a woman who used to be in weightlifting and said it's become ridiculous because you get all these transgender gals. Well, it only takes one guy. All right, woman, and they just they, they win everything. It's it's what have has, we become? Has the Olympics made their official ruling? Because that's when it'll really get a lot of attention. Yeah, they're wrestling with it like crazy. Actually, there's a, a before the World Athletic Congress or whatever the heck the authorities called there's. One gal, a South African gal, we've talked about her before. She is biologically a female. She got all the parts, but she produces. Um, I think she has the internal uh, testicles mm-hmm. thing. She produces a tremendous amount of testosterone, and it is a very manly looking gal. That gets complicated. Well, then. it does indeed. And so, you know, the the Olympics people are trying to say, well, a woman who has more than X amount of testosterone has to take hormones to lower her level to. Le- this level and uh, you know it's it's a really really hard thing to deal with if you're going to have women's sports 
Well, yeah, I'd I mean, say because like, in who, a lot of cases, it's a question of who is the manliest woman. Martina Navratilova, uh, the, the second greatest women's tennis player of all time. Um, uh, she, uh, she certainly had more testosterone than than most of the other women, if not I would all guess the other that's women. Correct, and yeah, she, and that's not her fault. Oh no, she's, she's still a great athlete, a, a I'm wonderful not... athlete, incredibly gifted, and incredibly hard work. Well, how about just among men? The the best guy has more testosterone than the than the guy who finished fiftieth. Why don't we have LeBron James come over here and stand next to me? And you, t- you tell us who you think has more testosterone. And then why going? measure just testosterone? Measure LeBron James. He's got way more muscle fiber and different kinds of muscle fiber than I have. So it's Bigger, unfair. thicker, heavier bones. He was born that way. Right. I'm born this way. It's not fair. It's not fair. No. But what, what are you, you going to do? Well, that's the difficulty of... I think you cut it. You just make it, leave it at the penis. If you got a penis, you're a boy. If you don't, you're a girl. We're not gonna. We're not gonna look inside you for. Uh, Leave it at the penis was your suggested sequel to Leave It to Beaver in the '60s, and the world wasn't ready. I was. I was too far ahead. Oh yeah, clearly, <laughs> way way too far ahead. <laughs> clearly intended for the streaming era, not for Probably, broadcast television. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was. It was innovative. I, I I don't think you start X-raying people, ultrasounding them to see if they got testicles hidden inside them or whatever, or measuring the testosterone. Just. If you got a penis and the doctor said you're a boy at birth, you're a boy. Yeah, but I would argue that the testicles are more important than the penis in terms of determining... In terms uh, of what? In, <laughs> I'm about to tell you. In, in terms of determining... Because I'm telling you, between the two, I rank sex. them in a different way. Well, All right, fine! We'll start there, if you like, so to speak. The point is to determine a person's sex, their biological sex... Uh, it, women's sports is done. Done. Over. High school, college, professional, Olympics, it is done if you allow so-called transgender athletes to compete. It's over. Just let it end, gals. Or, you know, take up our point of view. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.